I'm going to click it and see what bang. happens. And there. The following podcast may be explicit. One Joe Young presents Adventures from the Shed, a tabletop RPG podcast. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com. Hey, and you can find us right here at Adventures from the Shed online. You'll find us on Podbean, on all your, uh, what's it called, podcast apps and all that stuff. We're going to kick it over to Jason to get us back into the world of Aridin. Do we really want to go back to this world, though? I mean, let's just let's just ask around here. No, I'm just kidding. Of course, we want to go back into it here. I've missed it. And uh, uh, now that we have the ability to play, I'm very excited to jump back in. So uh, with that, we will go around and introduce everybody as per usual. So starting off, I believe, with Chris, who is usually the one to kick us off. Been trying to burn the city down for weeks, but it's too damn big. Hey, this is Chris. I'm playing Ophidian, the uh, you want to heat pure blood uh, rogue. That would bring it to uh, this handsome chap here. I'm Eli, playing Raze, a tiefling bard who recently probably got away with murder. And I am Joe, the slightly less attractive person. Um, I am playing Rolex, the Warforged Artificer. And I am Brandy, the uh, sloth-like, you know, from the Goonies-looking guy. Uh, and I play the tabaxi named, uh, uh, what is the mind character's name? It's been too long. You just you said it like 10 seconds ago. Day. Yeah. Remember the voice, Randy. Yeah, you are talking about your voice. Less, that's right. Less is more. Uh, <laughs> Follower of paths less taken. That's his full name. All uh, right. And he's a fighter, and we're ready to go. And I'm going to try to get this guy in jail. He got he got uh, a little bit too distracted thinking of the Goonies and Sloth right now. Yeah. yeah. My you brain know, only works like one step at a time. Let's go on that adventure instead. There we go. <laughs> hey, audio. you guys. We're just, going to do a, we're just going to do an audio podcast retelling of the Goonies instead. All right. Well. So there's a small break. town called Astoria. <laughs> All right. So... Um, Last we left off, our group of adventurers had uh, woken up to a very, very interesting situation where in the night, unbeknownst to them, Rays had seemingly killed uh, Shyla, the, the artificer woman who helped them sneak into the actual quarantine districts and quite honestly probably saved their lives in the sewers by using her abilities to, again, get them through the barrier before this massive creature came and tore them asunder. Um, during this exit, uh, the group learned many things. Uh, Rolex and Les uh, discovered that the the pale or the darkish skin, like it was like a pale dark skinned creature that attacked them in the actual district um, might have a connection to their long lost family, the one that they used to protect. While Ophidian, again, learning quite a bit about some of the mysterious secrets going on with what's going on behind the curtains uh, that these uh, nobles and that these individuals who control the city are planning, uh, went to go see his contact at the Aridin Gazette and discovered quite a few things that the Wintermere family was trying to suppress or change to sway the public and make sure that they remained in power. Uh, Ophidian also received a couple of items or a item uh, of interest uh, from uh, Annette that he has brought back to the actual uh, group. We're going to pick up in the actual tavern. It is late morning right now as uh, Ray's has been subtly 
sabotaging Les's investigation of the crime scene uh, with the body of of Shayla. The uh, the tabaxi Les has called the uh, has asked the barmaid. I'm sorry to reach out to the city guard and let them know that there was a dead body inside of the actual tavern. If this is a good idea, calling the guards around uh, a situation like this, we'll find out shortly here. But the guards have finally showed up, and so has Ophidian. Ophidian is trailing right behind them, uh, making his way to regroup with the rest of the party. And that is where we're going to pick up. Unless anybody has any questions or anything that I can fill out. It's been a few weeks since we've been able to play, so if any players have anything that they need clarified before we begin, let's get that taken care of uh, now. If not, we'll jump right into it. My only clarification is logistical slash mechanical. Um, we were all healed up and everything long yes, rest, yes, everyone had, because everyone had their long rest. Every, right. Yep. Everyone yeah. had their long rest. Everyone was ready to rock and roll. And I yeah. believe, I don't think anyone used any crazy spell slots. I think only some cantrips were used. So everyone should be yeah. good with their spells and everything else. I think the um, only one that might be affected by anything right now is the uh, horrible murderer who probably has something heavy on his conscience. Whoever that may be. Sure, he's feeling fine. That's where you're wrong, kiddo. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I did also want to clarify with uh, the way you presented it. It sounded like people were kind of suspecting me no 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 no, 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 no. at, at this no. point in time yes i did murder her at this point in time nobody knows no, no, that no. And nobody no, I, I was i was just putting that on for flavor text for for okay. the audience here so that's it no. in terms of the actual in-world gaming stuff here les is completely oblivious to that you had anything to do with this right now uh because he has not been the most successful at the crime scene um and then rolex hasn't really been doing too much he just started to kind of look around here uh at the actual investigation so no one believes yeah. anything or suspects rays at this moment and, and rolex was also told to buy less to go tell the bartender not to let anyone leave and and went off to do that so he's more playing uh errand boy at this point yes yes yeah so so the flavor beforehand was just me again setting the scene for people who are listening all right that's in case anyone forgot your horrible horrible crime all right i didn't want to uh, extend the thing anymore because we spent a lot of the last episode on uh the whole entire detective scene so i'm just gonna lead in here and uh <clears throat> i i'm sorry about all this is going on raise i know this must be hard for you too she was our friend i don't i don't it just stinks that i can't figure out like it seems like it should be a Wintermere guard but it's just not adding up to me and i'm i'm sorry i won't trouble you anymore with this and then he'll turn to the body she I, was I'm more than just a friend less she was a business partner I, i'm sorry whatever coward did this to you i'll find them and they'll pay i swear <laughs> for those of you who can't see this here uh eli who's playing rays just kind of like just pulled the collar down in his shirt a little bit uh, okay the guards have arrived and there are uh two of them uh they come in they are dressed in their typical kind of wintermere garb uh you know uh, short kind of cloaks and things short swords uh crossbows things like that um things that you guys are very very well versed in and as they wander in here the barmaid she kind of goes she goes she looks at you rolex who has who was the one who came down of course she goes she's like all right fine the gods are here now um uh yes this this one here uh says that there's some sort of body upstairs uh, again please would you go and take care of this and they kind of go 
another body in this district here. All right, uh, uh, you, sir, uh, machine, take us to uh, the scene, please. Yes, it is right this way. Okay. Just lead right, them so down to that, that room. Yeah. Yeah. As you lead them up there, again, uh, Les and Rage, you hear footsteps, heavy footsteps coming up here, some of them being from Rolex. And then also, Ophidian, this is when you arrive at the bar. You kind of come in right behind the guards, and uh, you see them walking upstairs to where your friends were most likely at for the night. Did she put her broken device back into a bag to see about trying to fix it at some later time? Yes, it's on, Possibly. Her, per- it's, it's on her, her personal belongings. Okay. Um. So the, those guards don't specifically find it. I'm going to go ahead and quickly stash that away. You have you have a second to do it right now if you wanted to before they get there. If I could, yeah, yeah, make us make it just a slight hand check, real quick. Uh, which device are you talking about? The shield thing? It's like a shield disabling thing. Yeah. thing? Yeah. yeah, it was. It was basically the. It was. It basically created like this canopy above. Right. Her. It looked like a but shield. That she, she also could, had the the like the spider thing or whatever that disabled the warforge, and I didn't. Yes. I wasn't sure which device Not we the were best talking role. about. Okay, so let's eleven. So. Eleven. Uh, with an eleven, um, you just like you just get it into your sack, right? As Rolex turns the corner and a guard like turns his head inside, and he goes, "What's what's all this here? Who are you? This is a crime scene." Uh, former ex-soldier, uh, follower of paths less taken. I was going. I was leading the uh, investigation, and uh, here are here's a copy of all the notes that I have taken of the situation at hand. Okay. Um, Make me a uh, a perception a persuasion check, please. Raze, are you doing anything? Uh, Raze is he's going to introduce himself. Just twenty one. Oh, okay. I'm Raze. I was the one who found the body. I was told not to leave. Okay. Uh, so as you hand over the paperwork, I mean, Raze, you're kind of impressed as you kind of get a sneak and look paperwork here. Regardless of the fact that Les has not been very good at finding clues, the paperwork is in order. Like it is, it is like in triplicate form right here. He has been taking some fantastic notes on things, and they go, "I oh. see what job he had at the department." <laughs> <laughs> they go through and they go, "Oh, oh my! This is." He hands it over. He goes, "Gerald, look at this." He goes, "He goes, uh, which which precinct are you from, soldier?" I am no longer at any precinct at this time. Um, I am considering getting back into it, though. He goes, ah, well, paperwork is definitely noted here. They look around at the at the room and they go, did you see anybody? Uh, is there any, uh, any evidence of someone coming in or out here? Any leads that we can follow? Windows look like they were untouched. The door was not blocked. It looks like they knew, possibly knew the person or at least weren't expecting them at all. And... Mm. Your notes here don't state the name of the uh, individual here. Have we checked the body for identification? Oh, uh, this is, I forget, Sophia, was it? No, it was uh, Shayla. Uh, Her name is Shayla. I do not know her last name. Hmm. They look over and uh, one of the guards starts to walk towards them. And and again, it's not not, not a very big room. Again, you guys went to like the cheapest place to sleep at for that night. So it's it's very crowded in there right now. And Ray's, as one like starts to move past you here to look at the body, um, is there anything that you guys want to do? Oral fitting, is there anything that you want to do uh, as he goes to check? Uh, Nope. Okay. No. All right. He, oh, I'm sorry. I can't hear you, Joe. 
You're muted. I was muted because I heard people shouting in the house. Um, <laughs> with it being a small room, with that in mind, uh, once people start to to stack in, uh, Rolex would stand right outside the door and just kind of lean his head inside the doorway to keep an eye on what's going on. Yeah, easy enough. Okay, so Let's as they turn to a new page and start taking notes of what these yeah, guards are doing, as they turn the head of this woman here, the one guard looks down, kind of in shock, and he looks back at the other one. And he kind of gives them a nod. And that guard walks over and looks down at them. And he go, he looks back at you, Les, and you, Rays, and you, Rolex, and he goes, this is Shyla Steelden. She went missing from the Wintermere family not but a day and a half ago, and now she is here murdered. This is quite serious. He looks over and he, he tells, he whispers something to the guard, and he kind of gives a nod. He like hurries out the door. He kind of like shoves, shoves past you guys and Rolex, you know, he kind of ducks under your head a little <laughs> bit here yeah. as your head is just kind of like inside mm-hmm. and he, you see him hurry off unless there's anything you guys want to do. Uh, can I kill try him? To like listen, <laughs> right. Them too. <laughs> uh, can I try to listen to what that whispered, uh, conversation sure. was? Make a uh, perception or investigation check for me, please. Uh, oh, I'm going perception. <laughs> Less might try to like. Oh, first twenty of the night. All right, well, twenty-seven. Less, you you just hear by osmosis because of uh, how good uh, Ray's just rolled right there. (laughs) Natural twenty. Like I I make eye contact with Less, and I'm like I'm mouthing it as I'm hearing it, (laughs) so he can kind of read it. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. It's like that telephone game where you're just hearing things from one person. So what you hear is you hear you hear. My goodness. Get the guard captain down here now. This is absolutely priority one for us. No one leaves this place here. We need to make sure we apprehend everyone and take them down here. This is Lord Phineas is going to absolutely lose his mind. Um, what would you like to do? Oof. Okay. Mm. Uh. <laughs> I mean, she was. She was. She was again. And raise you. You are aware she was very important. Uh, again, your your organization, you know, um, you know, wouldn't have you do what you did to a degree here. And again, this is for for Ray's here. I know I'm talking to everybody as a group, but uh, you guys are not aware of any of this kind of stuff. But again, you know that she is that important of a person. Okay. Uh, now the, the the biggest issue here is weighing if it would look what would be better to get the hell out of Dodge or to. Just play along with this investigation. What was and, that? What was that last name again? Sorry, Steelden. Steelden. And as as the one guard walks past you, if it didn't, because uh, I imagine that you you didn't you didn't go upstairs with them, right? You just kind of are inside the 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 bar still. Yep, just hanging out. Yeah. As you walk past, you see a, a, a guard like hurry down here. He leans over to the barmaid and he whispers, "No one leaves here." Order of the gods, and he puts down um, uh, uh, a, a a small piece of paper in front of her. And again, you, you recognize this is just an, an official like warrant that they carry around to like go into buildings, seize things. It's like a kind of a catch-all thing that the guards use, and a lot of them, as you are aware of, kind of use these things to abuse their power to a degree. That's the kind of city that they're in. Um, he as he walks out, he pulls out a small stone on his on his uh from his collar, and he goes, "I need four. I need four obsidian god here now." Uh, 
uh, you recognize this is a type of sending stone that they use to communicate with each other mm-hmm. throughout the city. And he starts to make his way towards the front door. Do you leave that warrant on the table? Yes. And the barmaid, she kind of looks and she goes, oh, God, another one of these things. She goes to grab it and she looks it over. And she's like, oh, all right, everyone here. She looks over and like the bar. The bar is, you know, relatively. I interrupt her. Uh, what, what, what? What is it? Let's, I grab the paper. Don't, don't worry about that. No. Make a make a persuasion check then for me, please. Ophidian, you slad no. <laughs> Since so, so she doesn't know you very well, let's see let's see how how persuasive you are. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's still an eleven though. <laughs> yeah, I'm like double proficient. <laughs> yeah, I think he had a, he's got expertise, but it was a natural one <laughs> plus ten. <sighs> Damn. Yeah. So as you go, what happens, to, you know. As you go and go, don't, don't worry about that. Here, you grab the paper and you just rip it. Even better. As she's holding on to it, and she goes. She kind of tries to. She tries to snatch it back out of you, and she goes. She goes. This is an official warrant, and besides, the guards here. They'll come in here. They'll do their thing, and they'll be gone. Listen up, you lot. Listen up here. All right, drinks are on the house for right now. Here, never, no one leaves. We have half. And then actual uh, Wintermere writ here saying that we need to stay. She looks at you and she goes, yeah, no no free drinks for you, though. And she goes over and she puts it. Uh, I, I think that now means half of us can stay and half can go. Yeah. Is there anything else that you would like to try to do? <laughs> no, that's, that was pointless. <laughs> oh, I'd like to roll Lord. to recover, That always please. happens for my expertise rolls, by the way. Uh, yeah. so I roll like shit. Yeah, because okay. you can afford it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So with that, the guard the guard leaves. A few minutes go by. Is there anything the three of you want to do in the room? The the, the man he's now starting to go through. Like I want to leave the building. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So I will stealth out if I have to. Sure. Yeah. Make a stealth check because again, the guard is like he walked outside. He's not like getting he didn't like leave the room. He's on outside talking to his through his like his walkie talkie stone. Okay. Yeah. With, with a 20, yeah, you can sneak out of there uh, if you would like to. You kind of uh, wait for him to turn his back, and you see down the hallway. You like kind of time it perfectly as he's going on. He's going, he goes, yes, yes, bring more bring more of the obsidian gods here. We're going to have several people we might need to detain and bring down to the station. What yes. other, what other uh, businesses or buildings are near here? So, you, so you're in like uh, you're on like the second level of the actual like blocks of again. If we all remember, the the buildings are are massive in size. Uh, they go up multiple multiple levels, 20, 30 stories here. You're on like the second level here. Around you, right across from you, it looks like there is a um, a makeshift kind of like medical center, and then there's like an apothecary store right next to that, and then there are several people's homes because a lot of these how a lot of these stores are actually people's homes that they've converted into some sort of business um, to make some sort of living on there. So there's there's your, your pick of choice right now uh, in terms of open buildings. There's there's quite a few people back there. You see some kids playing inside the hallway. You see some um, uh, some of uh, uh, the adults and things like that kind of going to and from their business. Um, what would you like to do? Uh, I would like to start a fire in the apothecary's places. Just oh, poor, poor oh. apothecary place. Okay, all right. So you head over to um, uh, Jeanette's uh, apothecary. It is a actually a pretty 
cute looking, like almost like a half living room, like kind of stall. She has like uh, the front door has like a opening window on there and you can see it says, you know, welcome, come in. And inside you can see the living quarters clearly. And then you can see she has like several like uh, makeshift kind of wooden shelves with different kind of herbs, uh, vials, things like that on there. As you enter in, you see this, uh, this halfling woman, she kind of looks up from behind her, um, <clears throat> Uh, behind her table, looks like she's brewing something, and she goes, "Ah, welcome in. Um, uh, what can I do for you? I don't think I've seen you in here before." I'm just looking around. Got oh, a match? Looking, yeah. <laughs> look, look, looking for anything specific? Uh, I'll let you know if I find it. Oh, okay. All right. Well, uh, it's not not a very large shop, so if you have any questions, just you know, let me know. And she kind of goes back to doing her thing. <laughs> uh, I'll let you decide how you want to try to burn this place down. Uh, as we'll go back to the other group here, real quick. Here. Um. Good. What do you guys want to do? The the guard inside, he's looking, he's he turns the body, he's like turning it gently, and he starts like going through like the pockets and things, and he starts going through different items on there. Um, is there anything that you three would like to try to do? I I don't think Ray's would be all that inclined to do anything at at this point in time. Nobody thinks he's a suspect, and he's kind of got a, a pretty solid alibi. At least as solid as anybody else in this building. Okay. <laughs> I think um, Rolex probably just being down the hall and hearing when the free drinks was announced um, would probably just go people watch in the bar because I think at this point this has kind of gotten boring. Um, less was the interesting <laughs> part of the investigation for Rolex. And now it's like, eh, whatever. Um, and he'll just turn, head out to the, uh, the bar area and find a seat. Okay. Less, what do you want to do? Uh, he'll, I guess, walk up next to the guard. That's uh, checking out uh, Shayla's body. Um, so it, what do you think it looks like? To me, it looks definitely like the sword went straight in. Was it through the mouth and then out the neck, or how did that go again? It went uh, in through the throat and down through the chest to pierce her uh, heart. It looks straight through the chest and down into the heart. That's what it looks like to me. He looks and he goes, yes, and according to your notes here, it looks like, you, it, looks like it was a, a guard blade. Yes. Um, are the weapons still scattered? Are the weapons still there? In the, the, um, was it a bag or was it a... No, no I, uh, I left the weapon in, okay. in, in her body. Uh, the, the bag containing the Pashar family emblem, the gold and the hit notice, yeah. uh, that was uh, being held by her hand on the ground. Mm, yep. And as, as he's going through her pockets, like, and he's like being gentle with the body, he gets to that bag finally. And he starts to look through it here. Um, it as looks he like it was one of your own. He looks and he goes, not according to these. Look at this. He looks very, very concerned as, uh, you guys would know being in the city that, the families, they do fight with each other, and it is often very bloody and very violent when it does happen. And something like this is going to potentially lead to a lot of deaths. So with that, he looks at you and goes, all right, um, we need to leave out of here. Here, I need the, I need the two of you um, to, again, wait here while uh, our guards um, come here to secure the scene. Uh, please exit the room. Uh, are you guys listening to them? Oh yes, yeah. I, I'm I'm going to be fully compliant for now. I'll grab myself a drink. Okay, <laughs> all right. Ophidian, what are you doing? I want to see if she has already has something burning. I want to see if I can use something 
already in like use to act like to start a fire if sure. not, I, or if i have to move it to some place to catch something on fire i don't want it to be uh quick wanted to be very slow you know okay okay all right uh make an investigation or perception check then, ophidian didn't start the fire yeah he's he bigger <laughs> oh, it, it was me hey you said you wanted one that was already going good god oh, Chris. oh no another one so that's six <laughs> it turns out it was you on fire smoldering the whole time yeah. you explode awesome. the only fire here is your burning passion for arson apparently <laughs> Um, as you are looking for things, she kind of gets a little bit like up in your up in your like uh, personal bubble because you can see that she hasn't had a lot of customers here, maybe. And it's very hard because she's kind of like rabbiting around you, going, "Well, have you tried this here? This is a great ointment. This right here, this is great here." For, and you're kind of like trying to see things. She's kind of fully ignored what she's doing, and it, she wasn't actually burning or brewing anything. It looks like she was like grinding up some like leaves and things, and like a pestle and a mortar. Um, but yeah, with what you rolled, you don't see anything that you would immediately say, oh, this would create a slow burning fire uh, that would be, you know, what you were looking for here. Um, what how, what do you, would you like to try to do at this point? I need to, I'm going to ask her if she has a couple items that I would think that she would not have and be like, you have to go check in the back, just give me some more time to do something. Okay, well, um, give me an item. What would you, what would you ask for? Uh, I, I would you I would say something in Abyssal just that just sounds crazy weird like hey do you have this and just you know total she looks, bullshit she she uh, make me a deception or persuasion check now let's see if you can convince her because she is again on, deception she's uh, she's she's very adamant you're a customer you're in her store oh my. <laughs> good All god right. that's, that's go directly to jail do not collect two hundred dollars. That's how it's gonna work for me. So, so everybody uh, who's watching here, that's uh, three natural ones that uh, Chris's character Ophidian has uh, rolled tonight. Uh, so I'm just gonna leave the store. <laughs> three, three out of four rolls. There's like some sort of curse symbols in that yeah. doorway for your character. As you say something to her in abyssal, she gets deeply offended and she goes. <gasps> That, that's the language of the de- the monsters, the demons. We don't serve that kind. She points to a sign that says no abyssal. And <laughs> and she like starts to push you outside of her shop. Um, as you, with the natural one, I'm going to say that you kind of just like, okay, yeah, let's get out of here. I bombed on that one. Yeah, you look at, you look across, there is the medical plaza that's right now, medical like center right next to it, right over there. You do see there is um, um, what looks to be like a... It's like a, one of those like tiki huts almost. It's it's a place that just serves kind of drinks and things uh, for for passing uh, individuals on the go and stuff. Um, uh, there's more places down the hallway, just a little bit here. If you're still looking for a place to f- start a fire, you nah, I'm just gonna hang outside and see how things play out. <laughs> <laughs> you see the door to the apothecary just slam shut and the sign turn closed on it as that happens i want you to make him roll to loiter and see if he gets a one <laughs> uh i guess not chris had to step away for a moment yeah, so, yeah, he had to step away legitimately to cool off after all of those yeah, yeah, three, to go puke. three ones Damn. okay he's okay. uh getting new virtual dice yeah there we go that, that, that's a rarity right there you see three natural ones back back, back. okay so you guys wait. It takes about maybe ten minutes, and all of a sudden, the bar is flushed with guards. There's about fifteen of them that show up, and you guys see the 
the uh, the guard captain, the one, the person that you guys have seen before, the one who talked to Sifia outside. You see him come in, take off his helmet, carrying it under his arm. He has several guards flanked, and you hear the heavy footsteps of these obsidian soldiers clink, clink, behind him as he enters in. He looks inside the bar at all of the, the people who are sitting there. He looks over at the one guard who was holding the evidence that, that you presented. He walks over and he kind of hands it over to him. Is there anything that you guys want to do? You said this was one of the same guards from the uh, the town that we fought? No, this is the captain of the guard, the Garthog, the, the person that is the Wintermere's right-hand man, the person oh, okay. you guys have seen numbers of to- numerous times. Okay. He was uh, the guy that went to the dock to go and start the fires and whatnot? He, yes, he's the one who commanded yeah, them to yeah. go to it. Yes. Okay. So he hasn't actually seen us before, so we've, no. we've seen him. Okay. Yes. Um, I guess just try to keep our distance and just stay quiet for now. Okay. He, he whispers over to one, one of his, one of his other soldiers. It's a female. She is uh, very tall in stature, but she has several scars across her face and he whispers something to her. She walks upstairs real quick and she goes up into that room. You see her open the door and look inside as she does. She looks around and she comes back downstairs and she kind of gives him a nod. He looks over at everybody inside of here and he goes, you too. He points over to you, Les, and to you, Raze. He goes, he just kind of gives you a little bit of a, 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 of a, of a, of a nod to come over towards him. <clears throat> uh, yes. You two, are the, you two are the ones that discovered Shayla's body, yes? Yes. What time did you discover this body? Uh, Ray's, I would say roughly early morning, maybe seven or eight, right around when breakfast was being served. He looks over at you, Rolex, and he goes, and you there, machine. My yes. god says that uh, you were the one who insisted that the bar made bring people in here. How many people were in the bar when you told her was it the people who are in here right now does that sound right to, for sounds about right yeah, yeah. You, would, you would say yeah you'd yeah. say it sounds right. the number is uh, uh the same yes he looks and he goes hmm. all right this is a very serious transgression that has occurred here please the three of you do not leave the premise until i have officially um What's the right word? Until I've officially given you permissions. Is that understood? I believe all murders are important to research and study to make sure that you find the right person involved. So Abs- yes, we will Abs- sit here. Absolutely. He looks at the guard. He goes, and you, Jareth, is it? Yes, I am the one who found them. Uh, me and the other guard, Gerald over there, he, he, we were also here. He's like, the two of you, please maintain inside here and do not let anyone leave under any circumstances. <clears throat> He turns and he gives a nod to the um, to his uh, right hand woman, and the door closes behind him. And you can hear a heavy kind of like clink clink stand outside of it. Is there anything that you guys want to do? I guess we're in the clink. Ha ha! <laughs> uh, not at this time, no. <clears throat> now, okay. I, now, Rolex is like it was saying was um, is going to continue people watching, but he wants to keep a specific eye on the guards 
Okay. Make me an investigation check or a perception check. Uh, let's see if you'd... <clears throat> so we're outside of the room at, now, right? No, you guys are still in the bar. He, he, again, he's... We're in the I, bar. We're just not at the room. Yeah. Yeah, not right. No, the uh-huh. murder um, room. Investigation or perception. Uh, right, playground investigation for me, then. Let's see. <laughs> An investigation uh, check yields a 20. Ooh, 12 plus 8 is a 20. That's a healthy yeah. investigation. Okay, so which guards are you trying to listen in on? Is it the two that you have already talked to before? Is it anybody outside the door to the bar who is, is, has now been closed? Which one would Roll to be more interested in? Uh, what, what I want to say is from the time, essentially from the time he went out and sat in there, he's just been watching people, and he's more interested in that this woman was killed. So he's going to pay more attention to the people that interact with that. So okay. whichever guards come and go and, you know, just really paying attention to what they're doing and what they're saying. Not that okay. he's suspicious or anything, but just extremely curious. Okay. All right. With your extreme curiosity, you do take peak notice of uh, the lead guard who came in here, the one that you, you've seen before. And again, you know, that is a, as a powerful individual when it comes down to his status and, uh, the two guards that are talking to them before he comes in, you hear the t- you overhear the two guards discussing. Uh, I, I cannot imagine what is going to happen with Garthok. He is going to absolutely go insane here. He was the task force has failed. They, they can we? They, they, Lord Phineas is going to again lose his best inventor. I know, I know, I know. Shh, shh. They, they're kind of keeping it hushed. They're very, very nervous. Of this and then, as you were people watching. When Garthok, when the woman came back and she walked up to him, she kind of just, you, you overhear with a 20, you overhear her go, yes, it is Shyla. It seems like it might have been the Bashar family. And he goes, this needs to be cleaned. And he just turns and he leaves. And that's when he kind of dispersed everybody and told everyone to wait in the room. Okay. Um does Rolex know anything about the Bashar family other than it's a powerful family? Sure. Make a, make a history check or uh, if you have a different kind of check you would like to try to make to see if you know about them, let me know. Let me, let me, let me, let me see. So I think for him, it would probably be history regardless because most of what he might know would be old information anyway, since he's only <laughs> been active for a few years. So let's go ahead with uh, history. Yeah. Eight. Three yeah. plus five, not so much. Yeah, you know of the main names of the Pashar family. Okay. You know that they are, again, one of the three families, uh, uh, the triumvirate of families that are inside of Aridin. Uh, They're not the most powerful family. That would still be the Wintermere. They're probably second in terms of that, and they've been trying to get power, but you don't know much more than that. So what I what I think I'm gathering and um, what I would share with Les is mm-hmm. – um, it sounds so. Last conversation. It sounds like the Bashar family has done this against Wintermere. Are they trying to take over? Um, can I do a history check to see if I would have any uh, sure. knowledge of their sure. beef? Okay. Sure. <laughs> Seventeen. 17. Well, the 17. Yeah, that tracks. You think that, yes, you know, and again, you used to guard one of the last surviving members of the Jurlik family. 
And they were very, very much aware of the political gains and how to, again, apply pressure. And they they were firsthand subjected to the rise of the Wintermere family and how they squeezed them out of power, how they did things like this to kill their 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 main um uh you know like uh if you the old school mafia stuff their main kind of consiglieries and things like that here so yeah that tracks for you with the 17 what 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 rolex has kind of put out there for you and what you saw in that satchel with the pastar family stuff when the guy was bringing it out there and because rays did a great job of framing the room when he did when he made his hit uh it def- definitely tracks that you you fully believe that that's probably what the case is Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll tell him that it does seem to track. Yeah. And it seems like when they are done, we can probably leave. Uh, okay. More than likely. I'm going to go talk to everyone here because I told you to have the barmaid not let anyone leave earlier anyway. So I'm going to see when people went to sleep, just see if they've seen anyone that looked suspicious, that stayed up late later or around when they went to bed, they still saw them. And uh, I'm just going to just ask around just to get more information because it still seems strange to me. Okay. Make me an investigation check then to see if you can uh, determine who would be viable suspects. Oops. Or what you can just see what's and going uh, on. In the as, as Les walks off, I would I want Rolex to go over to, um, to raise and Rolex, Rolex would just like sit next to raise if they weren't already near each other yeah. and just say, um, isn't this fun? In more ways than you can understand, my dear mechanical friend. There is so many interesting things and so many. It's a shame that she died. Okay. Anything you want to say to that, Ray's? Sorry, I was I was looking at the, the dice roll. I said, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ray's is going <laughs> to... Okay, yeah, Ray's, he can't help himself here because things are going perfectly uh, he will, <laughs> will give a sly grin as he uh, takes another drink and then he'll get it back together yes a real shame and i'm i'm so embarrassed that someone on my watch under my care would be assaulted yes that? <clears throat> let's see what les is doing okay all right all right cool um so with a natural 20 plus one less you see that there are some people in there who are kind of like getting nervous, like some legs are shaking up and down and stuff like that. Some of them are taking nervous drinks uh, at things. Uh, the barmaid is also – she's also looking – she's trying to like tape back together like the warrant as she's sitting there. <laughs> um, uh, but she looks nervous as well. And as this is happening, you see one of the people like kind of get up and go, all right, I, I have to go. I can't be here. She, he gets up and he goes to open up the door uh, to the bar. Um, what would you like to do? That's what you see. With the natural 20, you see all these little twi- all these little twitches and things. Now, you're not sure exactly if they're guilty, but they definitely seem very nervous. And that's after the Garthok, who was the, 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 the very no-nonsense head of the Phineas uh, – head, head of the Wintermere family's uh, guard who came by – uh, who's locked them all inside. What would you like to do, Les? Um, I would approach the guy who went to the door first and uh, be like, oh, easy there, buddy. You, you don't want to get, uh, you don't want to try to do that. The, the consequences, even if you're not guilty, will be very uh, substantial. You, you yeah. should probably sit back down. Yeah, but with a 20, he kind of goes, it's, it's a young man. He's got like kind of like a, uh, 
part like of a beard growing in. You can see that it's very patchy and stuff. He looks very, very nervous. He goes, I just came here for, for breakfast. I, now there's a bit of murder of somebody of high stature. I can't, I can't be here. I can't be here. I can't, I can't, I can't go to the, to, to, to the stations. I can't do any of those things. Um, what would you like to say to him? Less try to calm him down. Uh, no one knows fully what happened. They're not looking at anybody in particular right now. So you need to just relax and just, uh, just it, it won't do you any good to stress out now because even if you do get taken to the station, you're just going to lose your mind right now and look guilty, even if you're not. So okay, okay. With with, with that with that here, you, you know, uh, you calm him down. But now that Ophidian's back, Ophidian outside after you've been exiled from Jeanette's apothecary. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're seeing you see um uh this 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 uh, almost armada of individuals coming up here led by Garthoth, the person who is the head of the wintermere's guard uh person you know very well person you've seen several times you see him go in and out of the building as uh the group just had an exchange with him while you were stepped away as he comes out you can see the woman who's next to him, like his number two, she's well-dressed and well-armored. She's got scars on her face. She gives a nod to one of the obsidian guards, one of the big hulking machines. And you can see that that machine close the door and like bar it from the inside, from the outside. And then Garthot just kind of walks past and she looks over at some of the guards who are there and she gives them a little bit of a nod. And you can see them starting to take things out of their, out of their jackets. And you can see them starting to assemble what looks to be bundles of um of twine bundles of different uh items and they're starting to affix it to the walls and the doors what would you like to do ophidian uh how many obsidian guards are here there's probably about eight obsidian others oh, sorry the four there are there are uh there were four obsidian guards the big mechanical soldiers yeah there are two of them that are in there in the hallway right now both of them flanking the door and then there are about five guards there were much more but the rest of them seem to have left and went down the hallway with garthok he seems to be heading uh down and out of the building um but yes there's about four guards right there and there's two obsidian guards who are outside the door to the tavern and who's the uh the chick with scars i don't you know who she is um make me a history check please or an insight check if uh to see if you know what her name is <laughs> so Chris, for goodness sake don't, will, don't use the one well, that you have a bonus on that's the thing my history is horrible <laughs> right because my intelligence is crap that's what i should roll well, yeah. my insights like expertise but i'm gonna roll that one to see how oh roll, like, man <laughs> here we go come on baby Woo. Hey, hey, that hey. Was a close uh, one. all right. Hey, a nine, nine plus eight, 17. So very good. So with that, you recognize this woman's name. Uh, she is uh, basically the right hand person behind Garthok. He, she kind of executes on all of the things that need to be done to a high level. Uh, her name is uh, Lethanel is her name. Lethanel? Lethanel is her name. Mike Tyson would love that man. There you go. <laughs> yeah, she, 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 as, as soon as she as soon as she she says says uh, as soon as she um, motions to them and kind of gives them and talks to them, you see them pulling out things from their cloaks. She walks off as well, so she's not hanging around. It's just these guards and then these obsidian guards who are there. So, what kind of? Uh, you said we're in a building and has multiple stories and stuff. What kind of like how big is this hallway? Is it like it's cramped? It's not great. It's again, you're in the slum districts here, so things are not built like according to like 
comfort needs they're built because they need capacity so the hallway is only about maybe five or six feet wide you can see the obsidian guards when they turn they almost take up the entire hallway uh when they are fully uh <clears throat> stretched out so it's not a lot of room in these hallways here and, how, and what's the like the traffic like with normal people like you know people have people have given the the guards a, a wide berth but down the hallway you can see there are several people and a lot of them like just kind of like um you know right now like if there's something that happens there's like a, a like a cordon off and there's like a crowd of people like at the barricade watching so down the hallways each way you can see there are people who are watching and who are interested in but in the immediate area it's it's relatively clear okay and uh how, so how many uh entry your exits are there to the meet and mash to the meet and mash right now you can only see the one which is the one they're standing in front of okay. there is there is another building next to it. it looks like a home and you know that there are homes that are adjoined to other things so you could probably potentially if you're needing to get in there you can go through that home and you know try to make your way to the meet and mash through one of the side doors but in this hallway here there's only one entrance all right i will uh stay put for now just observing okay as you observe, the guards, they place these things, these bundles on the walls and the doors. And then you can see them, one of them, he's got like kind of like a five o'clock shadow. He's, he's a little bit rough looking. He goes, <clears throat> all right, let's uh, clean this up like Gothrock said. No foul ups here. He strikes a match on his chin and he starts to light each bundle. Uh, and as each bundle starts to light, you can see the guards start to make 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 their way out and the two obsidian guard uh, uh mechanical um, machines take a few steps back away as well down the hallways um one of them is heading towards you ophidian not paying attention to you because again you, you seem inconspicuous at the time but he is moving tink, 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 towards you here as you can see these wicks just kind of moving up towards the uh bundles and how many bundles were there they're about five all right. I'm just going to let it play out. <laughs> okay. Let me make sure my other character's leveled up. Yeah. I need everybody in the bar to make me a constitution saving throw, please. So, uh, raise less Rolex, please. I can do that. Yeah. And oh, as... No, 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 as no. As the smoke as smoke starts to pour off of these things here, Ophidian, you see these two the, the two mechanical machines that are down one on in one side of the hall, one on the other side. This little mechanical like slot opens on their chest, and like this fan starts to push this smoke into the actual um, uh, meat and mash tavern. It starts to funnel all the stuff that's kind of burning from there. Um, okay, let's see what you guys got here. So con save Rolex twenty one. We have less a seventeen and four rays with an eight so as you guys are sitting in the bar and less as you're like holding on to the guy going you know it's, it'll be okay it'll be okay do i recognize that as a certain kind of poison uh sure make me a uh, nature check or a survival check or uh if you have a different idea for what kind of check you might want let me know um i, I am familiar with poisons yeah i'm trying to think what would make the most sense with that could be medicine nature or i would say potentially survival check is what i would go towards yeah, we'll go for, let's say, that is, uh, can I get advantage because I'm, I have skill with poison? Sure. Yeah. I think that works. Yeah. You're a yawn, yawn pure blood. That makes sense. Oh, that wow. was a, well, it was a good thing you had advantage on that because that was, a, that was another, 
natural one, but that didn't exist here. That just didn't exist. <clears throat> that was a 13 plus two for a 15 total. So with that here, you, oh, oh, oh no, oh no. You recognize the scent in there and you immediately take a few steps back. This particular scent is a, it's basically like a catatonic kind of poison. It basically renders anyone who is susceptible to it uh paralyzed they kind of drop down uh they 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 just get their bodies kind of go into almost this comatose like state here and it makes it very easy if someone's trying to say cover something up dispose of evidence get rid of a group of people something like that there it makes it very easy for them to come in and mop up uh if everyone is just kind of bleh on the floor all right what, what i know i mean i'm immune to poisons but i assume i'm immune to this Effect. Um, you would you would assume that you're you you are are highly resistant to it up to a certain level. Uh, again, it's it's pretty potent. Um, but yeah, you think that you'd probably be be okay. All right, I'll try to find a way in through like one of those hopefully adjoining homes. Just yeah, so the, the, clo the closest the, clo the closest door to it is a a, a it's like a uh, um, a mahogany style door here. It looks kind of worn down. It's locked right now. You can try to pick the lock or knock on the door, however you want to do it. It's an apothecary, and the sign says. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like Jeanette's house. And, yep. uh, well, she's, I know she's not home. She's working, so. <laughs> <laughs> she went home um, after that disturbing incident. <laughs> that's true. Uh, well, can I pick the lock without too much uh, like people noticing me, or, you know, or is it. Well, you, you're, like, def hey, what's that guy doing? you're definitely going to see people who are down the hallway looking down towards what's going on here. They're kind of getting pushed back by some of the guards. You see there's a couple of them back there, like pushing them back here. Um, the the um, the two constructs that are in there are not looking at you. So you could probably do it here, which you need a little bit of a stealth or a slight of hand check. All right. I will stealth. I, well, the stealth just to what not be noticed. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's see if it works this time. Okay. <clears throat> 14 okay with the 14 yeah with the 14 pretty good that yeah, one was with dangerously close by with the, with the 14 it seems like you're just trying to frantically maybe get into your home a little bit here so even right, though yeah. maybe some people might notice you they don't kind of put two and two together that you're trying to break in so that makes sense yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so with the 14, I, will, I, will, I will attempt to pick the lock then. you should almost <laughs> carry a ring of keys and then have the lock picks like right there so it looks <laughs> yeah. like you're yeah. trying to put the right key <laughs> uh, make me a, make me a lock picking check then please a thieves tools check what do I use for that? Slide of hand for that? No. Yeah, we can use slide of hand for that. That has your proficiency bonus on it already. Basically, it's just a dex check. Hey, good job. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. You kind of you get the locks in there. You find the tumbler and and you and you push your your way inside. This is my house. Yep. And you just kind of open the door and close it really quickly. Now, before we go into what you see inside here, um, uh, Les and Rolex, you smell the kind of uh this this smoke coming in here and you can see smoke pouring in from like the um uh the cracks in the walls again this place is not the best built you guys are slumming it or up in the districts here and you can see things going on um you see several people like start to cough and then some of them start to just fall down some of them fall face first into their soup uh some of them again just kind of fall back onto the barmaid she just kind of like oh, oh god oh, and she kind of just falls over onto one side you see rays Raze is sitting there, uh, you know, kind of happy how things have progressed here. But Raze, as you, oh no, you start to feel your lungs like kind of seize up. 
you start to struggle for breath and then you feel your muscles <sighs> kind of like lock. And as this happens, your body just kind of tenses up and you just kind of start to fall out of your chair. Now, Rolex, you're right next to you. You can try to grab him if you want to. Yeah, I, I would definitely try to grab um, yeah. raised. No, no need to make forward. a check for that here. You're close enough. You can try yeah. to easily grab onto him. But you can see now clearly that he is in some bad he's in a bad way right now he his body is locked up he's not able to really move his eyes are kind of darting back and forth um what would you guys like to do let's will quickly say everybody we gotta escape here everybody out as you say this here about half the room is already passed out on the ground or locked up on the ground here the other half are trying are, are starting to freak out some of them are like making their way over to like the windows and trying to open up the window uh to uh to the back room again the window doesn't seem to open um and it's it's they're all like these small kind of like port windows here so they'd be very hard to get out of um what would you like to do less than rolex uh did the windows when i investigated them earlier look like uh the windows in the rooms were big enough for people to get out not really no the, the, again you guys are like in like this this kind of a uh, um center mass of the building to a degree so there's not a whole lot of views that are going out there they're like more like to let some of the light coming in because there's like a the the buildings themselves are big rectangles and the center is hollowed out and the, uh, you guys have to you guys go around like the outsides of the buildings here so there's some light that goes through through there that allows light to get into some of the lower levels um there's not like a view with like a, that's they don't have massive windows in there because of that okay um raise or not raise less will uh quickly pull into uh reach to his bag and wrap something or a scarf or something he has for the colder weather around his face and uh then quickly make his way to his team we need to get to the kitchen. There has to be another way out of the kitchen for emergencies. Okay. All right. So as you do this here, the young man who was you were shaking, like you look back at him and he's like, <laughs> and he's 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 stuck. You're, the only thing that's keeping him from falling is you're holding on to him. What would you like to do with him, Les? Uh, it's not that I really can do at this time. He's just going to take note of who this person was and that he the best he can describe him is to himself in his head right now until he can write it down and just know to look out for him in the future. If he can <laughs> so you're just going to drop, you're just going to drop him on the floor. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Cause he was like, put him down, tell people to get out and then yeah. wrap that around his head because you need both his hands. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so as you do that there. and you're wrapping around your head, you just see him <clears throat> and he kind of falls down on the ground. Cause he was already susceptible to it. So it was yeah. nothing you could do. So. Okay. Um, Rolex, you hear Les say this here. You see a couple of the people like yeah. getting up and like trying to like fight their way as the as the smoke is starting to rise up from the floor level here. Uh, some of them are at one of them like goes to the door and is like banging on the door, like let us out, let us out. And there's the doorway to the back part of the tavern, which you assume would be the kitchen. Um, uh, through that through the doorway <clears> behind <throat> the counter, you guys can head back there with you like you can take Ray's if you yeah. like as well. I want to <laughs> Rolex will grab Ray's and just bring them along and and follow Les. Les will grab. Uh, uh, raises uh, legs to to make it quicker for us to get out. Okay, all right, yeah, um, uh, easy enough between the two of you with your strengths. Uh, you don't even need to make a check for that here. You guys easily pick up Ray's. Ray's, you're just kind of like there as your friends grab you and start to haul you out of the, of the room. Um, as you guys make your way through the back, you can see it's a very like modest kitchen, and it's also the bathroom and the shower uh, as well you kind of get the sense that this is not the cleanest establishment when it comes down to eating. Yeah. As you make your way to the back, you're like, Oh, this is why it says employees only at the door. Um, okay. Um, make me an investigation check to see if you guys or a perception check, whatever you guys want to see if you can figure out a way out from here. And then Ophidian, while they're doing that, 
inside this 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 small home that you you pop into you can see uh there is the living room area that you're in here you can see they have like um half walls that have been made and like kind of like stuck out this way kind of like making bunk beds leading up there and there's about probably five or six individuals in this in this house uh they all look at you and they they were like all eating like their lunch and they're looking at you going can we help you is there a way into the meat and mash from your home no, well, there's the front doors over there for the meat and mash. If you want to go that way, is there a way in from your home? Um, make me a uh, persuasion check to see if you can do it. As they're all like kind of sitting there with their like porridge, like dripping off their spoons, <laughs> watching you. Twenty-two. Hey, okay, twenty-two. And then, uh, so as they say this here, uh, the, the like the the father, he kind of he's got like this long graying beard. He goes. The, the meat and, and mash, uh, there was used to be a, a door here, and he kind of points over at uh, behind one of the portraits. Uh, it's, it, was, it was kind of plastered over when we, when we moved in, um, but that would, I, think there's a, I think there's a hatch over there somewhere. Uh, I'll check it out then. Yeah, uh, with that, you go over there and you can see, yeah, there's like, as you like take their family portrait down and you put it over to the side, you can see, yeah, you can see there's like an outline inside there of like this hatch. Um, with Rolex and Les, both of you, again, not too bad, 17 and 16s respectively. Yeah. Uh, you guys see that this, it's a small cramped kitchen. Um, you definitely see that the food is probably expired to a lot of the stuff. And as you're going through and kind of moving things out of the way, you also see that there is a – looks to be where the wall was like patched together – um, there's like an outline of like a, a hole in there, but the smoke is getting bigger and bigger in there. Now, Rolex, I forgot. I don't think you actually breathe. No. Uh, however, as far as poison goes, I am resistant to poison and have You're advantage on saving throws against it. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Cause I forgot Warforge have that ability. It's been a yeah. while since we played here. Immune so to thing. disease, but poison is resistant. Okay. I need you both to make me another con check then to resist this poison. Um, <laughs> Uh, you have an advantage on that roll, so go ahead. Yeah. Uh, Would the cover help me? The official covering help me at all with that, or no? what? What's covering your face is just regular cloth. It's, it's like a scarf. Yeah, I wrapped it around my face a couple of times. Uh, I would say it probably wouldn't help you out with this kind of thing here, uh, okay. but uh, uh, that's a natural twenty from Rolex. Yeah. So Rolex, you you feel fine. You have no idea what these organics are worried yeah. about here. With this it's smoke. not that bad. <laughs> Um, I tried rolling, but I think I'm having an issue. Uh, it said I was they were having a connection issue. So, so that means that less less just dies. Less yes, is yes. dead. Yeah. Straight up, straight up deadsies. Yeah. And yeah. then uh, uh, a blade um, appears through him, and turns out Ray's has just stabbed him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. man. I guess I'll go old school real quick. Old school. Old school. Sixteen. So I have a. Don't know what that would be. Plus, um, sixteen saves. So no worries. No need to add anything else. Sixteen. Okay. Is it marker? Uh, uh, Raze, make me a con save as well with disadvantage because you are already susceptible to the poison. But we're going to see how much damage happens to you uh, oh. as your body is locked up and you're gasping for air and trying to, again, generally survive. Uh, that is a 12. So with that, Raze, you take... Oopsies. You take uh, 10 points of damage Ouch. as your body is like seizing, you're, you're struggling for breath. And as the smoke is filling your lungs even more, uh, you're starting to again 
you know, uh, again, your body's starting to like try to like violently protect itself, but it's it's causing you some pain. It's causing you muscle spasm, things like that. Here, um, okay. Can I speak at all? Uh, you can try. You can make any kind of. If you want to try to say something, you have to make a persuasion check with disadvantage to see if you can actually get it out. Uh, okay. Now, how does that translate in regards to spell casting? Same thing. So, if it's a verbal or component spell like that, what you have to do it here, you can you can try. Absolutely. What okay. would you like to do? Uh, yeah, I'm going, I, I would like to try to cast Dimension Door. <laughs> okay. I, and I'm, I'm fairly certain I would know a safe place within 500 feet to teleport you, yeah. considering that this is a place I specifically chose because I knew it. Absolutely, so absolutely. The destination I don't think is the issue. The issue is actually attempting it. Uh, and that <laughs> is, is that still a persuasion? Um, so if you're trying to cast Dimension Door, make me an Arcana check uh, to see if you can actually get it off using your limited range of movement, your limited ability to vocalize, your limited ability to do anything else. Let's just see if you can do it here. All right. Uh, and this was disadvantage, correct? Uh, for Arcana, yeah, I would say disadvantage with this one here. But let's okay. see if you can do it. Who knows? Maybe. <laughs> wow. <laughs> 20 total. That is beautiful. That was a natural 20 and a 17 plus. Three. Everyone's getting Chris's bad, bad uh, good rolls yeah, here that Chris right. would have had. Chris is just, he, take, he took one for the one team. For the team yeah. Took one for the team and just got rid of all the bad rolls early on. So, is, with, are, are either of them looking at me as I start trying to cast? It's uh, up to you two. Are, are. Ro- Rolex would be because he's carrying you essentially. Uh, we both so, are. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I, you, you would hear like Ray's just like, eh. Yeah, uh, go now, and then I'd cast. Who are you taking with? Or you can take one person through Dimension Door with you if you want to, or you can leave them both there. <laughs> uh, ooh, <laughs> what's my alignment again? <laughs> well, well, this portal starts to starts to flicker and open up here uh, as as the door starts to open dimensionally. Here, we're gonna go. And call it right there. And we're going to see who Ray's decides to save oh, with him yeah. on the next one. So we will call it for this particular episode here, but we will be back soon with the exciting decision from Ray's on who he's going to take with him through his dimension portal uh, on the next episode. Damn it. Did I just open the door to the you, next episode you, again? Yeah. Exactly. I thought <laughs> it, it, was a, it was a perfect fitting. And it, it's, it's, this it's time on, it was on, in another dimension. Red. We only end with open doors of some sort. So. Yeah, yeah. There we go. <laughs> All it's, right, on so it's on we'll, we'll, We will wrap this one up. Here we go. The preceding podcast was brought to you by One Joe Young. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com. Two things. Chris is number one and uh, Eli, curse your sudden but inedible betrayal. Yes. I, okay. Look, that was look. good. <laughs> And the, the 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 ending fight is just, just going to be you guys in a door factory. That's all it's going to be. <laughs> nice. You guys right. in a, in a massive door factory.